Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. This fell out of your purse. It fell out? Or you went snooping in my purse? Oh, is there a difference? Kind of, yeah. What, do you think I'm cheating on you? I don't know, are you? Okay, then what is it? I found that phone in the jungle yesterday and it doesn't even work. I know, because you took out the SIM card. Wow. Just make it make sense, please. I took out the SIM card in that because I put it in this one. This phone belonged to a kid who went missing down here 15 years ago. Oh. Here's what I know. It belonged to Sam Lawford, who was this 22-year-old college kid from San Diego. And on December 24th, 2007, him and his mom and his dad and his girlfriend went to this resort called the Oceana Vista. Now, on Christmas night, right the following night, Sam goes to bed. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. The morning after, December 26, 2007, he's gone. He completely disappeared. Gone. No, 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 nothing. Gone, gone, gone. Oh, I love a clip that I'm like, oh, don't make, don't turn on my mic. I want to keep listening to this. Um, it's TV on the radio and James Dempsey is in studio with me to discuss some television. And that was a clip from The Resort, which is on every Thursday on Peacock On Demand on Now TV and Sky. Tell me all about it. So this is like um, really good. Okay. <laughs> I would, I Moving would, on to the next yeah. one. Done. I would clear time. This, In fact, I enjoyed this this one so much that I had watched three episodes by the time the fourth one came out on Thursday. And I actually went back to episode one and watched it with my boyfriend again. That's how much I really liked it. Because oh, wow. I thought he would love it and that he would really uh, enjoy the experience. And if I started watching the fourth one, it would be ruined for him. So I was very gracious and considerate. We just have to get person. a metric of how many times. I just need to see, like, is this your personality type or is it that good? How many times have I you think, rewatched oh, the series? Well, he can text in, but it's, in my memory, this is the first time I oh, have wow. done that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is like a big deal for me. So Okay, so let's move it away from your personal <laughs> and tell us about the show. So it stars uh, Kristen Milioti, uh, whose name is someone who's just, she's a face who you would know because she's been in lots of different things. She was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. She was nominated for a Tony Award for Once the Musical about 10 years ago. It also stars William Jackson Harper, who you might know as Cheedy from The Good Place. And they are this couple, Emma and Noah, who are 10 years into their relationship and neither of them are going back to episode one for the for the other person at this point. Okay. And they are in a rush and go to Mexico to sort of celebrate or to commiserate the <laughs> or to decide whether to keep going. And while they're there uh, is that a thing now where people are like <laughs> let's go on holidays to uncouple I think it is a thing certainly in, in TV shows anyway okay. right it's a great premise I think other people go on holidays with other people right alright yeah okay. <laughs> but, but uh, while they're in Mexico uh, circumstances lead to Emma finding this Motorola Razor clamshell phone from 2007 I think it is had one yeah, and absolutely, and uh, she she in doing so uncovers a mystery. So we then fl- you know, we f- we flashback is the verb I'm looking for to uh, 15 years previously to 2007, where we then have uh, Skylar Gisondo, who is again an actor you might know from things he was in Booksmart and Santa Clarita Diet and a few other things, and uh, he's this young guy named Sam who is on holidays with his parents and his uh, girlfriend when he meets another young woman in the hotel in 2007 
and we know that they have disappeared, but we don't know how they have disappeared. And then we get this sort of split timeline where we're following Noah and Emma trying to solve the mystery of what happened to them in the present day while we are seeing as uh, uh, what's his name? Sam, sorry, Sam and Violet in 2007 uh, and what is unfolding to them in, in real fake time. And yeah. and so are they using the Motorola clamshell phone? Like, are we to believe that like they're reading text messages like what are the tools these guys are using to to, to uncover <laughs> so, this so in fact the, the second episode opens with this really funny comedic bit that I won't go too much into because I think it would qualify as a spoiler but the, the, um, Noah and Emma are reading text messages between Sam and Violet and getting the completely wrong end of the stick until it is revealed that they do so there's a lot of jokes in this about I guess like the beginnings of, of text well not the beginnings of text but sort of the changing nature of texting and, and and uh, picture messages and uh, miscommunications that can happen when you are just reading blank text versus when you have the actual full picture. Now, the whole thing comes from a guy whose name is Andy Ciara, who uh, is not, not a name I would have immediately been able to you know, pluck out of my mind, but certainly I'm a fan of some of the things he has made. Uh, he wrote the movie Palm Springs, which also starred Kristen Milioti and Andy Samberg, this romantic comedy with a sort of uh, time loop thing going. It's on Amazon Prime here. And he also wrote Lodge 49, which is this little show that I am the only champion of in Ireland, (laughs) (laughs) which has been long cancelled, is also on Amazon Prime with Wyatt uh, Russell, son of of Goldie and Kurt, and uh, is a fantastic drama. There's only one season of it on on Amazon Prime here. It was cancelled after two. I need everyone to go out and watch it. So Amazon will purchase the rights to the second one. But all in all, this is like... This is like a perfect little TV show. I would describe it as a mix between The White Lotus because it has that sort of resort murder mystery thing going on mm-hmm. and Search Party, the Alia Shawkat uh, four season, you know, uh, really, really funny show that only ran for one season on this side of the Atlantic and is, is an excellent little murder mystery kind of thing. How many episodes do we have? So there are, I think there are going to be eight in total. There are four available currently. The fourth one ends on the most bizarre, strange, uh, little odd uh, cliffhanger that nobody could possibly have seen coming. So much so that I'm so intrigued about how they're going to try and like stick the landing of it. It's such a strange little thing that they have done with it that I'm just hoping it'll go the whole distance because so far these opening four episodes have been so strong and thrilling and entertaining and and each story is so well balanced right is it a comedy or a drama it, both and how long is it it is it is a comedy i would say more so than a drama it has moments of dramatic like it has nods to more serious things going on in their relationship people being dissatisfied and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth but by and large this is a comedy and it is my favourite thing ever it is half an hour long (laughs) yes nothing should be more than half an hour ever I love it yeah so listen I like I I I can't say it's going to be the surprise hit of the summer because the surprise hit of the summer is a show called The Bear which hasn't come here yet I think it's coming to Disney Plus at the end of August which is a like a drama about a chef how can something be the surprise hit of the summer if it hasn't even come here yet (laughs) because it's the US surprise hit of the summer it's been like are we not allowed to have autonomy and decide what we want to have as our hit no no okay sorry sorry so 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 basically um, yeah look I I, I think that this is well worth seeking out if you have access to Peacock which you do if you have Sky or you have Now TV 
definitely know, give it a go. Definitely give it a go. Can I ask one last question before it. we move on? Is it one of these ones where it's like, well, the first episode was awful, but if you stick with it, <laughs> do you have, or is the first episode, does it hook you in? I, I liked it right from the first episode. And of course, the first episode is only half an hour long, right? So, like, so you it's can not be, a huge you can investment. Be, you can be very, very forgiving of something. That, I, I, I guarantee by the end of the second episode, you will be hooked. That's and a solid guarantee. You, it'll only take you an hour to get there. Because I am the litmus test of boredom. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We have a clip from our second show. We begin... In the waking world, which humanity insists on calling the real world. As if your dreams have no effect upon the choices you make, you mortals go about your work, your loves, your wars, as if your waking lives are all that matter. There is another life which awaits you when you close your eyes. And enter my realm. For I am the king of dreams. I don't know how I feel about TV shows that start with like a big literary monologue (laughs) that's clearly from a book. Tell us about this. It does sound like he should be selling M&S food. Yes. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so this is The Sandman and uh, um, maybe literary isn't quite the right, but it is based on a book, right? It's based on a very famous and celebrated and long considered unfilmable comic book series from Neil Gaiman. And I have never read any Neil Gaiman books actually I half read American Gods and gave up on it because I didn't like it wow that's like I haven't engaged with Neil Gaiman ever but people who do are like evangelical about it you are 100% right it's like James Joyce absolutely (laughs) so there is an inbuilt audience for this guaranteed right especially because it has been long considered this hugely hugely unfilmable thing I think they first started talking about making it in the 90s then most recently I think around 2016 Jordan uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was attached to Star and then David S. Goyer who was credited with writing it here who wrote all of the really bad DC Superman movies and Wonder Woman movies though people like that one Um, he basically is involved with this along with Neil Gaiman and we get a 10 episode run of maybe kind of the first two major storyline arcs in the show. So it stars Tom Sturridge who I only knew from the boat that rocked uh, doing his M&S food voice there, right? And he plays Morpheus who is a child of destiny. He is the king of sleep. He is the titular Sandman, right? And at the very beginning the story takes place sort of in the early 20th century and an occultist captures him and traps him for I think about 106 years and while he is stuck in a basement in this house in Sussex all kind of bumps in the night are going on because he's the king of sleep and he's in charge of sleep and nightmares and dreams and so on and so forth Just for the people in the house or for everyone in the world? For the entire world And he can do that remotely from the basement? He is trapped in the basement so he cannot do that right? So So people aren't sleeping? So people are in fact suffering so poorly not everybody but many people are suffering because of his absence and when he I thought it was a he 
heat wave, but maybe this is what's been going on with me the last few nights. <laughs> but when he does eventually, uh, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a spoiler to say he, he breaks free, right? So when he eventually gets his liberation, uh, it's all about him regaining his powers as the Lord of Sleep while interacting with various different characters. So you have like uh, the different child, what are they called? The children of, uh, I had it earlier on and now I can't remember, the uh, endless children. So his, his interactions with death, his sister, his uh, siblings' desire and uh, dread and delirium. I think there's a lot of D stuff going on here. Okay. And uh, he and there's two major story arcs. So the first one is about reclaiming his lost stuff and in doing that he has to come face to face with Jolie Richardson uh, who plays Ethel and her grown up son David Thule- I can never quite pronounce his name He's not really saying it's correct Thew- Thewlis, uh, <laughs> who, uh, who uh, and basically it's kind of hard to ex- explain the plot of the show without going into spoiler territory right but all in all if you like if you like a sort of, if you like British fantasy, if you like Terry Pratchett, if you like Neil Gaiman, I'm led to believe because it is written by him. Uh, th- definitely, I would say this is in your wheelhouse, right? It is, it is high British fantasy in the sense that it is a little camp, it's a little winky. Uh, the costumes are beautifully made. It's all stylized very prettily. The CGI is a little dodgy and can pull you out of the kind of fantasy of it, or I found it did for me. But all in all. I watched all 10 episodes over the weekend and was quite happy to do so. So that says uh, something about it. it but didn't... you didn't go back to the start and start it again. <laughs> well, I, and I won't be doing that No. <laughs> so this is on Netflix, right? Yes. And it's been in development since like the 90s or something. Yeah. It? Well, not with Netflix, obviously, right? But yes. it has been, I mean, it's been bouncing around various different people. It's So when you started on Netflix, up comes a little N title card and then comes immediately followed a Warner Brothers production or I think it's Warner right, Brothers. Okay, anyway, so that's what I made. One of those co-pros. Exactly. So, so the, the rights for this have been have been floating around and been bouncing around and long been considered unfilmable and definitely it is filmable right like they have made two very so they've made two story arcs here that are connected in the middle by maybe two kind of standalone episodes for me I guess my issue was I probably enjoyed those two little standalone episodes more than anything else in the show one of them actually involves um I can't remember his name is Neil Gaiman is the kind of person who names all his characters mad things that I can't remember so I had to write them down sorry so the Hob Gadling is, is like my eyes are rolling back into my head here is played by Ferdinand Kingsley son of uh, Sir Ben uh, who is this guy who Dream uh, awards eternal life to and they agree to meet every hundred years in this pub and there's this half hour long segment where they keep meeting every hundred years and talking about what's going on between them and it's really entertaining it's really dramatic it's really interesting it's like how they how they move the timeline along through costuming and extras and references to what's going on it's all very 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 clever but, okay. but that's one thirty minutes of like 10 hours of 10 hours but I mean if you're into fantasy I find fantasy so improbable that I'm just like as if this would happen as if <laughs> like I can sleep on my own but anyway look <laughs> we'll move on I, before we move on to the next clip I have some text messages um one person, Jerry in Galway, is saying that you're not alone. Also loved Lodge 49 and enjoyed Palm Springs. So there you have a pal. Good. Um, and then someone else saying, have you seen the recent US big hit La Brea? Mondays on Channel 5. It's from the same makers of the resort. It's about the La Brea tar pits that opened a huge smoke sinkhole, a huge sinkhole in LA and opens up a prehistoric hole that people wake up to. Second episode tonight on Channel 5 and they've done a deal with Paramount Plus. No, I haven't, but I knew it was coming to Paramount Plus here. So I, I, I will add it to my list, but I, I've heard of it without 
without having seen it. And then last text, how come I can't get Under the Banner of Heaven on Disney Plus, even though it says it was released in Ireland and the UK on the 27th of July? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know, because it, it, it was floating around on my Disney Plus. When we Plus. have experts in here, when we have Jess Kelly, when we have anyone in here, they always know the answer, James. Yeah, I don't know. Have you got a VPN and are you, are you set to the wrong to the wrong like region that would be my my only guess that's victim blaming James <laughs> okay we're going to move on to the third clip what first of all good morning and second of all where were you last night oh my god she had a one night stand too <gasps> I'm so lame you ditched us last night and you ignored 20 texts from Kimberly and I'm on a limited data plan they still have those uh, yeah they do and so now if someone texts me what do I do I have to respond with an email or just hope that I run into them Okay, look, I know that we are all roommates, but that does not mean that I have to tell you where I'm going and what I'm doing. Okay, we literally met like three days ago. I don't even remember your last name. Well, my last name, it's Finkel. Kimberly Finkel. And last night, Kimberly Finkel was worried that Leighton Murray got human trafficked. Okay, Kim. What? It happens. They snatch girls. Okay. Okay. From now on, I will tell you when I am not coming home, but no more details beyond that. Okay. No, I will not agree to that. I came to college to hear about my roommate's exploits. So sit down and tell us who was inside you. Ugh! Bella. No! Why am I the only fun one around here? So relatable. (laughs) (laughs) The sex lives of college girls, that is. And that is streaming on RT Player. Tell us about this. So this is a HBO Max original and I guess its fate is probably up in the laps of exec gods now at the moment because nobody knows what's going on with HBO Max, right, and its programming. But it comes from Mindy Kaling and her co-writer Justin Noble who wrote together Never Have I Ever the third season of which comes out this Friday on Netflix and it stars uh, well four actresses Pauline Chalamet sister of of Timothy Amrit Kaur Renee Rapp and Aaliyah Chanel Scott and they play these four different college girls in a fictional Ivy League but not really Ivy League because it's not a real college College called uh, Essex College and they live together and it's all about their first foray into being freshers and sex and relationships and uh, identities with each other and if you like Mindy Kaling's kind of comedy if you like the Mindy Project if you like the episodes of The Office that she wrote if you like Never Have I Ever and I do like all of those things it is right up your alley. But it also comes with all of the weaknesses that her shows have, which are uh, not maybe realistic situations. Mm-hmm. A lot of additionally recorded jokes that happen behind, you know, when you see someone filmed behind and you hear the change in the audio quality. Terribly written male characters who actually have been axed from season one and, uh, and will be replaced in season two. But for a half hour to 35 minute ride it is ride is the wrong choice to be using here for this that's but, okay I'll forgive but you still, but still it is funny I liked it I and I, I, I would give it a lot of time if you're looking for something out to seek out on the RD player of all the places for this to end up you could do an awful lot worse. Yeah, I like, I tend to not love Mindy Kaling's TV shows, but within it, like there are certain vignettes and certain jokes and setups that I'm like, that's very clever. But as a, like as an actual series, I'm like, this is more like a series of tweets. I love following her <laughs> on social media because she's quite funny, but as a structure, it's not for me. Um, so yeah, that, it's, it is odd that it's on the uh, the RT player, but that's, that is, that's great. Um, isn't it interesting that like these shows tend to be 
set in high school but this is in college you don't see college a lot you don't see college a lot because you know I was reading about this that basically only something like a third of Americans have a college degree so if you're a TV executive going to invest millions of dollars into a okay. producing a TV show everyone's been to high school so it's a lot easier and much more relatable to immediately you know set something in high school but then everyone who knows who watches any like high school they're like so, 30 or aren't they they're 30 and then they navigate them to college and then it all goes disastrously wrong yeah, and yeah. it happened with Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> Rich and I never forgave them and then they followed her post-college to yeah, an no, actual like, career oh yeah, come on they lost their own themselves completely <laughs> they did. Uh, James Dempsey thank you so much for those recommendations uh, that uh, yeah there you go Netflix um, also Paramount Plus we have Now TV and RT Player so something for everyone Uh, time for a quick break and after that is there a Chinese baby bust? Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again weekdays at 2pm on News Talk